on this episode of the Autumn Windbags, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are back, but what exactly for? We'll discuss who stays and who goes this offseason, plus we preview Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick and Raiders versus Pats. And we love, we subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today in Vegas, day early. In Vegas on a Wednesday, there's a jiu-jitsu tournament Thursday that I'm stage managing. Misha Tate's going to be in it. Couple of bad badasses, Vinny Magalesh from the Ultimate Fighter fame, and then working on Vinny Vinny Magalesh, Magalesh, Vinny Magalesh. Uh, top three coolest names to say in MMA, by the way, Vinny Magalesh, behind Ignacio Bahamondes because he sounds like a Spanish soap opera star, and Santiago Ponzinibbio because I want to just yes. like my my octave drops three spots saying that name. Three coolest names to say in MMA. All right, so question of the day. Uh, four games left in the regular season. We're asking you, why are you watching the last four games of the season? The question will be down in the comment section, pinned. Here's what you say. And one of your answers can be, fuck this team, I'm not. They've disappointed me. That's a viable answer. But I'm curious why you're watching it. Um, for me, many, many, many reasons. One, I just enjoy football. Many, many, one, many reasons. Many, many reasons. I just enjoy football. Two, I want to see if this team can start getting their crap together with new coaching staff. That's obviously tough to learn, right? So I keep like, there's, there's, I try to grab onto glimmer of hopes. You know what I mean? It's like there's little glimmers out there. There's little stars of hope that I specs, little specs, right? You know, I'm like Mr. Miyagi with chopsticks. I'm like trying to grab them out of the air and see if I can. And one of the things I'm gleaming onto is can the Raiders kind of be like the Eagles last season? Didn't know who they were, sucked in the first half of the season, figured out who they were late when it was already too late. They couldn't go anywhere, but they learned who they were, got good. Not the best record in football, right? I'm, I'm, my glimmer of hope is that we can see, we're probably not going to see that level of improvement, but if we can get a taste of that, a whisper of what the Eagles did last season, then I can say, okay, here's what we're looking for next season based on how this team gelled late in 2022-2023. I mean, they still made the playoffs last year. It wasn't That's like the they were thing, a right? shit team. We won we won four games in a row last season to make it to the playoffs. It, it, it could happen this season. Were you sort of were you after that Chiefs game when we got Molly whopped? Mm -hmm. Were you more convinced there was no chance of going to the playoffs last season or this season? This the, season. This season more? Yeah. Because I saw, I saw it the was teams. Close that, to zero last season for both of us. No, no, no. I mean, I even said in the in the post game show, I, I was doing it alone. I think, or I, I it was in my one of my solo shows or something like that. And I even I even ended it with, "Hey, it's not over yet. We still got four games to play. We're still alive." Um, shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, there was still some because I, I looked at the, the teams that we were playing. Uh, Cleveland had a topsy turvy quarterback situation. Colts had a topsy turvy quarterback situation. Um, who else did we play? 
Chargers and we well, the Chargers was the last game, but the the, yeah. the second to last game, who was it? I forgot who it was. It was no before the Colts. It was Cleveland, someone else, the Colts, and the Chargers. I forgot who it was, but I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not too, I, I'm not sold on this specific team. We, you know, they're having the, the, three of the four teams had like quarterback issues uh, going into the game, mm-hmm. and the Chargers are just the Chargers. So. I was like, you know what? It's a possibility. Now it's like, look, even with a freaking, even with Brock Purdy, this fucking 49er team, they're damn good. Uh, defense is so legit. The defense is the best defense in the so league. Defense is the best defense in the league. It's weird. Um, we play so well against great defenses, like Broncos. Like we we could. It's weird. Like it is great defenses bring out the best in our offense. Yeah, and uh, you know. They have some dynamic players. I don't know if we're, we're, we might miss, we'll probably miss Debo, uh, but they still have Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle. They got good players, man. Their offensive line is the best offensive line in the fucking NFL. They're maulers uh, against our defensive line. I mean, we play, we've played in, well in spurts, but that's going to be a really, really tough game for us. Uh, the fucking the, the Patriots. They're they're gonna they're gonna take away your best two things and make you beat them with your third best thing. You know. That's what they. That's what just what they do defensively. Offensively, they're a fucking wreck. But I mean, they don't have to score a lot of points if they don't give up a lot. Uh, as far as uh, what else do we have? The, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tomlin teams always come out to play. Man, they always come out yeah. to play. Uh, you know, they have a, a good pass rush. Uh, you know, even w- with or without Watt. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. And then the Chiefs just always seem to fucking fuck us dry. So I had a lot more confidence last year than this year. This, mm-hmm. this, 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 this last four stretches is different than the last four stretches last year. It's weird because if, um, again, I'm, I'm painting using rose colored glasses, right? You can make a case that the Rams loss was like a trap game, right? Trash team, Short week, brand new quarterback, and McDaniels is looking ahead to next week, right? He's got mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, right? His mentor coming to town the next week. If you make the case, and it's let's say for the sake of argument that the mm-hmm. Rams loss wasn't indicative of who the team was, it was a trap game, then that's a three-game win streak against with two good wins. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, there's reason to be optimistic, right? Like if Baker Mayfield misses that very last pass in the corner, right? We don't do we don't play press man in that situation, right? And Webb just gets beat by a way better guy, right? Or Max Crosby gets one of the 30 times he was held, actually a flag actually comes up, right? Any number of like tiny little things and we win that game. Are we feeling the same way, right? Are we are we thinking, okay, look, we had a scare. But this team's got it figured out. Four-game win streak. Painted with rose-colored glasses, but that's kind of like that's kind of how the NFL is and the Raiders specifically, right? Just inches, inches every game decide win or lose. It's uh, I mean, it's the NFL. It, it, it there's always a ton of one-score games, you know. Yeah. And um, when you have inconsistent play offensively and defensively. Excuse me. It's just uh, it's it's hard to to put your finger on how this team's going to come out and play. The teams that we're playing, they're consistent. They may not be great, um, like 
like the Steelers aren't a great team, but they're they're going to go out there and they're going to play hard and they're going to fight every single game. We've rolled over Chiefs and died great. some games. Yeah, Chiefs are great. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. The only it, thing but... that's not great about the the 49ers is their quarterback. Everything else, they're fucking top notch. Yeah. Uh, Patriots have a great defense offensively. They're you know pedestrian, but with that defense, you don't have to be great. You know they they put their offense in a lot of easy positions to, to score points. Uh, we're just inconsistent, man. It's inconsistency that that really kills us. So what are you looking for the the next four games? I'm looking to just enjoy enjoy myself watching watching the team play. Yeah, uh, I, I I would caution anyone. I'm not gonna tell anyone to to to, to what to do with their time. Like, if you want to watch the game, great. If you don't want to watch the game, that's fine. Whatever. But I would caution anyone to watch these next four games with any type of emotional energy inve- <laughs> in, invested in, in the outcome of the game. Just, just watch the game because you enjoy watching the Raiders play. Sit there with a noose in hand. And if they lose, you know what to do. That's how, I should, that's how you should watch the next four games. That is life or death. That is the exact opposite of what I said today. Uh, question of the day. Why are you watching the last four games of the season? And what are you looking for? Uh, so JT, the brick, um, Raiders broadcaster, radio host, a bunch of things, bunch of things, just a bunch of, just a bunch of stuff. Um, he had this to say on one of his shows. Dave Ziegler is going to be bringing in players who aren't going to make mistakes like this. So that's all I can tell you. It's not rocket science. They got to get players who can cover. The problem now for me is they've got to get a lot of players that might have to replace the big players. So not only do they have to replace some big players, they are going to have to get a whole bunch of new new players. As Dave Ziegler has told me in the studio a few times, you don't want to have to go out and get five or six free agents. They have to now. So, um, most of you know who JT the Brick is. Just a little kind of insight on how insiders work. JT the Brick is a is a Raiders employee. So he definitely has inside information that you rarely get elsewhere. Unquestionable. Mm-hmm. However, because he is a Raiders guy, the messages that he puts out publicly are only ones that come with a stamp of approval of the Raiders. Right? So he's not going to come out and say, oh, man. I got inside information. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are at each other's throats. They they had a fist fight in the office. It was crazy. Absolute pandemic. He would never and say anything like that, right? So I say that for this reason. I 100% believe what he's saying. I mean, that's semi a no-brainer, right? Like we have some big name guys with some giant question marks on what to do with them. Pretty much almost every big name guy that's even remotely close to their contracts being like, an option, there's a question mark, and then obviously a bunch of no-name dudes on specifically on defense that we could probably get rid of. So he's 100%. I believe him. Mm-hmm. But on the second part, I think this is where we disagree a little bit, Soto. I think this is also damage control for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Obviously, this season did not go how so many people hoped. Arguably the most disappointing team this season. And arguably the most disappointing team in Raiders history is on how they've produced and what we hope they were going to produce. So I can see this Soto being Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler trying to push more of the blame on the players. Being like, hey guys, we know what the problem is. It's the players. We're going to get rid of the bad ones, keep the good ones, and bring in some quality guys. As opposed to, no, 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 it's not us. 
It's the players. Let's say you. Um, I don't know, man. I don't agree with that. I think that that could be the last straw, but I don't see Ziegler or uh, McDaniels as being guys who are shying away from responsibility. When you're listening to the press conferences and interviews, they talk about what they need to do better. Uh, and Ziegler getting new getting new players in here, dude. It's not just that they're playing bad. We have bad players on our team, mm -hmm. so it's not like oh yeah, they're just playing poorly. We, you know, we got guys that they're just not that good, and um, so we need to get better players. We and we have that, but we also have a crop of guys who are playing their worst that they've played this season after other seasons and that's well, more that's more well, like, like who like there's one that, that i can think of at the top of my head is chandler waller. jones chandler jones waller hasn't sure. played waller's hurt he hasn't played when he was he was awful he i wouldn't say he was awful he's dropping I, multiple touchdown passes he he, he, right. he he dropped a touchdown pass two okay. and a half you picked that number you so picked he, the two and a half number against the Titans. I didn't pick that number. You he, did. No, I didn't say a number. You you said a number. Yes, you did. No, I did not. I said he dropped a touchdown pass. I even said that the look, I'm not gonna get into it with you right now. Um the the when Waller I, has been I, playing, I, I, you I can think, say he's been I less than, it, than Waller normally has. Can we agree? Uh but I mean context matters, RJ. Context matters. When you have a Devonta Adams, you're not gonna be the focal point of the offense. So yeah, your your play is going to suffer. Because you're not the, the, the main target of the offense anymore. It's so, opposite. That means you're even, open and you should play better. That is not no, because you're not being targeted, RJ. If you're if you're throwing to your number one guy, who you have to target more because he's your number one guy and probably the best player at his position in the league, you're going to throw to him more. So, I think that if you have the position that most of the blame is on the front office and the coaches then it's just kind of a scapegoat type of situation going on. Mm -hmm. I don't see it that way. I see that there's a lot of bad play going on. Now, can we coach better? Sure. Can we get better players? Some of, some of the contracts were iffy. Yeah, we talked about the ones that we didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. But I, I'd still put a lot of this on the players. I think this is more of a they're, – they're hanging the garage, the garage sale sign. Like, hey, guys, uh, we're, putting this, we're putting this out there. Give us a call. We might be able to make a deal. I, I think it's more the other way. I think it's more, hey, dude, guys on our team, no one's safe. Oh, you I think, think they know that. I don't think they. I don't think they need to put that out there through the media, dude. Honestly, I think they know that. I think. They, I think. They, I think they got to put that out there more than they have to say like we're open for business. Everyone knows that they're yeah. open for business. They're a team with a terrible record. They're five and eight. Of course, they're open for business. Again, if, if you're if you're of the opinion and you're looking at this with the 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 glasses on that this is a bulk of a problem of the front office and the coaching staff, I can definitely see why you, you think that way. Uh, so let's go real quick through the roster and just kind of give a little bit of how we're feeling about these spots. Um, Josh Jacobs obviously want to keep, but complicated, extremely complicated, that contract. Uh, Devontae Adams not going anywhere. Matt Collins, one-year deal. Um, and then it's... Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, what do you do with those expensive contracts? And then the obviously the biggest question is Derek Carr. Well, and also 
Let's, let's start with the line, because I think that's got the most depth to it. Because it played so shitty early, no big names, but then they found they started to find their stroke mm-hmm. later on. So yeah. offensive line, I don't think if you have a struggling unit, you're not going to get rid of your best player. Who was a, a decent, I would say slightly above average player in the NFL at his position? He's not a pro bowler. He's never been a pro bowler, never been an alternate, none of that shit. Never been to a Pro Bowl before, but he's a he's an above average good left tackle, Colton Miller. Mm-hmm. You have a young, promising guard in in, in Parham who you're not going to get rid of. Nope. And you have a solid, steady, improving center in, in James. Everyone else can is open for business to be cut, to be traded, to be whatever. Um, the only other okay, I'm sorry. Let's stick with the offensive line. That's it. Everyone else, I know they like Thayer Munford's upside, but everyone else on 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 the offensive line. I don't think I think it's just a body. They're 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 to, to to take a line from Bill Parcells. They're a jag. They're just a guy. Now here's the question though: Do they do they address right guard and right tackle as a priority, or they just kind of get guy whoever's in and rotate them? Because remember, at the beginning of the season, it was like, why the hell aren't we out getting a good right tackle? We got the cap space. We desperately need it. Why aren't we doing that? Um. And Illuminor has started to play well and kind of like showed. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying is, has the right side of the line done enough in this short period of time where you're always trying to improve? Like if we can mm-hmm. get better guys there, we will. Mm-hmm. But is that is that the priority that it was eight weeks ago? 100%. Still a priority? Yes. Okay. I, I you're going to put serious resources into, into the right side of the O-line? I, it all depends. It all depends on what falls into your lap and what's available. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 definitely an area of concern. Uh, I, I think I think the left side and the center position are in pen, and mm-hmm. uh, I think the right the right side is 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 light light pencil, very easily erased. Yeah. Um. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. What do we do with those three? Is there two you prioritize? What's your what's your order of prioritization? What did you say again? Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Darren Hunter Waller. Renfro. The three guys that will be expensive next year if we keep them, the three pro bowlers. The guys that that can put up giant numbers, but for different, you know, Renfro hurt, Waller hurt, um, Jacobs usually hurt, and the one time he's not hurt, and the complicated potential contract. So, um, I would put priority on the... Um, the biggest unicorn now this is all based off of what we know okay so let's let's just relax here guys i think i i I know we all think we know what the fuck is going on behind the scenes we have no fucking clue what we know is darren waller has been injured this year okay when healthy he's one of the best handful of of players at his position Mm -hmm. um so he's he's the one that i think would be the least one, but he's also one of the guys because of that he may have the most uh bring the most back in in, in, a, in a trade yeah. um honestly he's Hunter also Renfro, the oldest and most expensive well it's also, it, it's also the, a, the premium at the position too yeah he's one of the best players at his position so Hunter Renfro he's a jag bro he's good but he's, he's a, jag. a jag he's a jag well, he's we'll just disagree a guy. on that okay we can disagree on that I think he's a jag I think that he got hot and um Derek Carr was so able right to now. 
Derek Carr was able to develop um, uh, kind of chemistry with him, and he kept feeding him. And we know that you know when Derek Carr wants to feed somebody, he can feed him a lot. Um, even when he played this year, if, if you if not so much because of of his his play, but because of Devonte Adams. If you have a Devonte Adams on your team, you don't need a Hunter Renfro. You don't need a guy like that. You, you can get by with other guys because they're going to be single covered. No one's going to fucking double cover anybody else on this team other than. Devonte or sometimes even Waller, but you're not going to double a Hunter Renfro or, or a slot guy, dude. Look, the fucking Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley was just sitting out there. He's an 85 guy, an 85 catch guy, multiple years in a row. Not you know 45, 40, 50 catches and then 100 because he got fed a bunch. You know that that's who Renfro. Renfro probably that one big year into a contract. Uh, I think everyone else here is just a jag besides uh, Adams. In the receiving core, everyone else can go. They're expendable. If we can get something for Renfro, great. If we keep him at his number, I'm fine with that too. But I think we're overpaying for a, a position that you don't necessarily need to pay a lot for. If, if you have a Devonte Adams, and then obviously the biggest question is Derek Carr. Um, I I I don't think he survives this. But for the reasons I brought up earlier, I think McDaniel's and Ziegler need a scapegoat, and I think Carr is the easy one. Saying like, hey. We got to move on from this guy. That's why this offense suffered. But do we want to start all over in a complicated system? Is there, I guess it depends if we can get a quarterback that's been in a McDaniel system before that changes this conversation drastically. I don't necessarily think that way. Uh, Brand new guy. Think can, think can do it. Sure. I think someone that has some type of dynamic play to him, mm -hmm. something, either he's a dynamic runner and we can, and, 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 and we can build something off of that. He's a dynamic. Look, uh, there's there's what three statues in the NFL. Two of them are fucking dinosaurs, right? There's Brady and uh, there's Matt Ryan. Those are two statues in the NFL who are just strict pocket passers. The other one is is Mac Jones. I think Derek Carr is a lot closer to that than the more modern, mobile quarterbacks in the league that we have now that are more dynamic players. Uh, and right now, I mean, look. If he's a scapegoat, he's he's made it. He's made if Derek Carr is a scapegoat. I'm I'm taking your position now that they're using Derek Carr as a scapegoat because they're not doing well and they're gonna put it all on Carr and uh that, that way they can just wash their hands of it. He's made it pretty easy this year. He's made it pretty damn easy for for, for them to do that. Um and uh, you know I, I for me it's not a debate anymore. It's this is what needs to happen. Um, we've seen, I, I can, you know, five, five losses that we've had was just been like just implosions in second halves or whole games. And, uh, with it all on car for his play specifically. Yeah. For his play specifically, for sure. He had three interceptions in the, in, in, in one game. He had a game, uh, when we had a big lead in the second half, he threw, Three different games. He he threw for 37 yards, 29 yards, and 11 yards in second halves of games that we had big leads. And then he didn't get moved the ball, ball past the 50 in another game. So, yeah, I'm not talking about – I'm talking about his play specifically. Mm. At worst well, – I, I would put worst, those numbers on McDaniels as well. Of course you, can, you would, but unfortunately, we, we're not in that position now. In year nine, it's five fucking games where you've completely shit yourself. So – where the offenses shit themselves. No, Derek Carr himself has shit himself. Derek Carr's numbers. 
but we're talking about Derek Carr right now. Okay. But that's what okay. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to delineate blame here, right? Because I'm not I'm not talking about blame, RJ. And this, and this is the thing is I'm not shitting on, on this guy. I'm saying is if you are going to scapegoat somebody, he made it damn easy to do it. Yeah. Okay. So and I, and, and I'm not shitting on him by, by bringing up those five games. I'm telling you why it's easy to to, to, to scapegoat him. Me moving it forward is also this too. Like I think they need a scapegoat, but also they need to deliver next season. Right, like if Ziegler McDaniel's have like, we're I think we're all kind of agreeing like they're going to get it. They're going to get us. McDaniel's is getting a second season. It's there's no way Mark Davis is going to pay John Gruden three quarterback, three, three head coaches, yeah. and McDaniel's. He's not paying. I, I get it. But he's playing next season, right? So it's like it's no longer. There has to be oh, some right. kind of hope, man. There has to be some kind of hope out there, honestly. Like, well, and that's what I'm saying is, Derek Carr doesn't inspire hope anymore, dude. He they, just doesn't. Okay, but they have to deliver next season, and of course, I, I wonder if they're gonna. I, I'm. Do they just wash their hands of car or do they have a plan beforehand? Do they have a guy in mind? Do they have, all right, this guy can step in and be successful next season. Cause if they don't, then they're fucked either way. Right? Like they Not necessarily. can take the blame for last season, but if they don't have a quarterback this, this, this next season, Not necessarily. Back, back seasons of trash. No, no, no. What you're looking at is you're looking at the defense. Now, is gonna carry now, now, now you start, now you start the clock over again. If you have a plan, you put a plan together. Dude, we haven't had any type of – we, we, well, yeah, I, I believe that 100%, number one. And okay. also, we, we haven't had a plan in place to push Carr. We haven't drafted a quarterback in six years. Yeah, and it was Connor fucking Cook. Fine, Connor you. fucking Cook, right? Yeah. So, like, we haven't drafted – we haven't had anybody well, who was – Well, Mariota was supposed to be that guy. Mariota no, no, Mar- 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 was never supposed to push. He was supposed yes, to be a was. guy. Yes, he was. RJ, Come no. On. He was yeah, supposed was. to be a guy. Okay, are you? Let me know when you're done. A twelve million dollar backup isn't going to push your starter. Okay, so he was never meant to push Carr. He was meant to have his own package and play within that system. Carr was always the starter. Okay, he was always going to have his own little package of players. You're, you're, he you're would go in history. No, no, That's no, no, not I, true. I, I, your overall point, we're 100 agree with. There has not yeah. been a there has not been a solid plan to either move on from Carr or have a solid backup ready for him or, or get somebody better. Or over. get better. You, you, earlier, you said that this is the most disappointing season. No, 2017 was the most disappointing season. You're coming off a 12 win season. You come back here and you and you get you fucking win four games. That's the most disappointing season that we've had. Um, you know. You this this whole debate thing about what we should do it it's it's, it's done already that that shit is already the ship has already sailed. I mean, honestly, like for the good of humanity, I think Derek Carr would be a lot better served opening up a ministry and helping people in the in in his neighborhood and in his community that way. I think he would do so much better doing that than than having a fan base split of of a franchise that he plays for. Because honestly, it's it's just I don't even want to get into it. I talked about this season, but there's also there's a the 17 season, there's the 19 season, there's the 20 season collapses. It's it's just too much. Nine years already, and it's like almost laughable. I, I watched the, I watched that video that we put out, uh, of Herbert or Carr. I'm thinking back like, dude, there's no debate here. You have a third year player on the ass end, and you have a, a ninth year player who's probably going to be on the descend. Uh, at the very least, holding steady uh, of inconsistent play. It is, there's, it's, we need to inspire In the last hope. four weeks, you've gone from Derek Carr's a top 10 to top 14 guy. You've said that he's completely shot, get rid of him. You've said, 
I can keep him, but for cheaper. And now you're back to, he's completely shot. Get rid of him in less than four weeks. Okay. You've been all over the place with Carr. You understand that, right? No, no, no. I don't understand that because you're not, you're you're not, you're not being truthful right now. I've never seen he's a top 10. You said said 10 to 14, you're fine. Nope. I said, I said, I said he's that 12 to 14 range. Some people can put him in the top 10. Okay. 12 to 14. Okay. So, what is now? What did I say after last week's game? This is a reminder of who he is. The yeah. greats are great. The, the highs are good. The highs are great. The lows not only are are too too low. They're implosions. Not only are the lows too low, but they're too often. I said there's five times this year that you've, he's had implosions. Can't have that, especially when you're in ninth year. I don't care if it's the first year in your system or not. It's your ninth year quarterback. You can't be having that shit. Uh, real quick, look at defense. Um, Max Crosby not going anywhere. Chandler Jones not going anywhere because of contract. Different reasons, yeah. Those are different very, reasons. Very, different reasons. Uh, Merrick not going anywhere. Rookie third I year. disagree. Really? I think Merrick is absolutely dog shit in coverage. And if you're in a Graham system, you have to be able to cover. He cannot cover. We've we've seen that. He's a liability. He's cut. Like no, not no, even a I backup, don't think that. Not even a filler. No, no. What I'm saying is, is I, I, okay, I think we're, we're talking a different language here. What I'm saying is, is there's three players on this defense that aren't going anywhere. Hobbs, Crosby, and Jones. Different reasons, but they're not going anywhere. Everybody else is not safe. I'm not saying they're not going to be there. I'm not saying they should be comfortable being safe. I, I would put Merrick in there just because he's a third-year player and so cheap. Right, he's not like this liability. He'll never see the field. He's so cheap, you're going to keep him. He's a second rounder, right? Like that's so is Diablo. So is Diablo. So is Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. Yeah. Diablo. I don't thing. think he. I don't think he's safe either. I From think being, he's. I'm. I'm I, saying cut, not starting. I'm saying he cut, traded, yeah. not on this team for whatever reason. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see anyone else being comfortable or anyone else being off limits on this team. I think Nate Hobbs is a special player. Uh, you know, he's, he's come back and I, I would say there's the, the three, a hundred percent, no touch. And I would put Merrick and Diablo in the, their value is just so good because of their contracts and their third year play or like, you know, their rookie deals, like, but that value will also get you more back too. I mean, do you think they, do you think they put enough stuff on tape to get something valuable back? Sure. But I think is, can they put enough on tape for you want to keep them? Like a hundred percent? No, exactly. That's the thing is, but is, for one point five mil or two, yeah. Mil, but for safety, there's either either you're safe or you're not safe. There's no in between. Either you're safe or you're not. So there's three people that are safe, and then okay. the rest of them are not. Okay, there's there's degrees though, right? Like I it, it, okay. it would again, be... we're talking a different language here. You're talking yeah. about who's safe and who's not safe. I'm telling you, the three people who are safe. Okay, so so and then everyone else is no one safe. Tears of safety, right? Untouchable. The three we mentioned. Okay. Not likely. Would you do that, Diablo? Not, and yeah, not likely. Not probably likely. Rock, okay. Rock, you seen um, Diablo, Merig. Uh, I think uh, Harmon. I think he's he's shown enough. Uh, other than that, I don't think they're really tied to anyone. I mean, of course, the rookies who just started. I mean, yeah, I don't see them being traded anywhere. But uh, anyone, everyone else on the team, honestly, I, I just. It's just it's just a bunch of jags, dude. Just a bunch of guys. Yeah, and I think they're just not working in the system either. Like half those guys played better last year, and you're just like, what the? Well, what half? 
Uh, Merrick, for sure. Um, and one. There's uh, one. Perryman, for sure. Okay. Um, Chandler Jones, for sure. Well, Chandler Jones was on a different team, so. Yeah, but that's, that's, I think that's also fair to bring up, too. Like, you played really well last season. I mean, he had a really good game last season. He had five sacks the first game of the year when he had you know, J2 or what is the name? J.J. Watt on the other side. Once J.J. Watt gets hurt. He's got Max Crosby on this side, too. Yeah, and, had a, and he had a three-sack game this year. So now he's, you know, we'll see where he ends up at the end of the year. But he's he's trending upward now. I hope so. He's played a lot better the last few games. I mean, he wasn't. That's, the, that's the other thing too is um, we played worse O lines too the last few games. So I'm, I'm hoping that his that it's his play and not. Ah, just, damn, the Rams O line is so bad, dude. Dude, when he had those three sacks, it was like, yeah, he had a fifth round rookie with no help. Like, okay, Oof. our our, our ninety million dollar end can meet that guy. Cool, <laughs> great, thank you. God, damn. <laughs> And I'm kind of like only three. So quick story. Uh, We went to uh, Vegas, RJ, myself, and a couple of buddies. We went to Vegas, old school style. We, that was the night that Anderson broke his leg. Anderson Silva broke his leg. Chris Weiner Silva. It was near New Year's, close to New Year's, right? Late, late December. Went to Vegas, drove up there and we stopped at state line, right? At Buffalo Bill or Wild Bills, right? We stopped. And, and they, they had these tables, and they had this kind of a thing going on where if you get a suited blackjack, they'll give you a ticket for a free hot dog. We had a Talk dealer, about speaking our language. Right? <laughs> we'll spend we thousands had, of dollars playing blackjack to get a free hot dog. <laughs> dude, we were getting suited blackjacks left and right, and we had a dealer that could not count. You remember that guy? We're like, yep. oh, we push. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a push. And he just That's like. the only way to beat the house in Vegas. Weak <laughs> dealer who doesn't know how to do basic arithmetic. And, and you bully him. You bully him into, into, into shit. So it, we would be upset when we wouldn't get a suit. It's like, oh, it's a regular blackjack. Ah, man, I wanted to, I want a hot dog blackjack. We each had like five tickets, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt with Chandler Jones, three sacks. He got three sacks, cool, like blackjack. But it wasn't suited. Eh, only yeah. three. Uh, some Raider news. Uh, we picked up a guard off the Broncos practice squad because we cut John Simpson, which is kind of weird because we just lost bars, the starting guard, and then immediately cut his backup, Mm. which is wild stuff when you like, when you think about it, but like, that's a, how bad he played and B, there has to be like, he has to be like the dude who never flushes in the locker room or something. Like you don't, you never get rid of depth that knows the system when a starter goes down that fast. If it's just purely based on play, his play was bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, but like his play okay, was really bad. Let's just be down two right guards in the span of three days. That's not normal. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's tough to understand. If you think about it, but if you really think about it, it really isn't that hard to understand. He just wasn't good, and it was something else. He wasn't good, and there was something else, and now he's gone. If you're saying I can I can get a guy off the street, and or get a guy from a from another person another team's practice squad, and I'll put him right on my roster, and he'll probably start. Um, that doesn't speak well for Mister Simpson. Something was up for sure. Uh. 
speaking of guys we drafted that are no longer with us, Javon Mullen, obviously, we traded him to the Cardinals. Cardinals cut him. So that means he turns into a conditional seventh round pick. We got yeah. something. We got something. Not a lot, but we got something. I mean, when we, we fall into this trap a lot, I'm not, it's not just Raider fans, it's, it's, it's fans of any team. We start comparing players to either players that we've had in the past or players that are already on our own team. We have to compare players to who, how they are in the NFL. Uh, and um, I didn't see Trayvon Mullen as being a huge loss. I think he was a very streaky player up and down. Uh, and, you know, you, you go you go to a team that's – It was the that, physical that, that, tools that make me think, like, we can fix him. You know what I mean? I'm like a, again, like a – I'm like a chick who's into the guy on the on the Harley. Like I just think I can fix him, you know. Yeah, and you that that's that chick behavior that gets people in trouble. They they think that players are better than they are, and then yeah, okay, cool. Let's put him on a different team who is also a bad defense who also needs DB help. He couldn't latch on there either. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like we're we're just not coaching him up. He says he's just not that good. Uh, another defensive issue, Jayon Brown is getting sent to injured reserve. So with him and Diablo both on IR, this linebacker room's getting mighty tiny. They can have the, they can have their team meetings in the janitor closet at this point. There's like four dudes, three dudes. That's what it. is it? It's Masterson, Perryman. Brown. Not Brown. What's the other Bolton. guy's name? Curtis Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. The guy from UCLA. What was his name? That was Jalen Brown. Never mind. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's like three guys, like three, three dudes. guys, three dudes, three dudes. I mean, we played we played two two linebacker sets mostly anyway. And we'll bring up some guy from the practice squatters. I don't even. I, I'm not going to even bother looking up who it would be, but like you know, we'll bring up some from the practice squad. But that's linebackers for you right now. Yeah, I mean, so those are guys going on IR. Two pieces of good news: guys coming off. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, designated for return from injured reserve. And they're actually practicing. So they've both been available to come back, but they haven't. Or not available, but they've been like legally they've done their four games. But they haven't. Legally, you're talking like a prison sentence. <laughs> right? They've done their time. And now they're back in gen pop. Right? So they're uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. They were practicing. So we should get our two pro bowlers, our second and third best targets back on the field, hopefully this Sunday. Yeah, it's like big whoop. Fucking season's over. <laughs> well, it's, it's still good news because like now, now we're this is how I look at those two players right now. One of two things. Or, or a combination of the two. And if there's a third, you let me know. Okay. Well, I, you know, again, mathematically, we're still in the playoffs, so they're gonna keep playing to win, right? But really, what we're looking at, one of two things. Like I've said over and over get them more familiar in the system. Maybe that can kick things off. Be like the Eagles last season. Like I've said, right? Rose colored glasses. These guys figured out late in the season. And it's a lot easier to figure out an offense when you got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro throwing, throwing to mm -hmm. you, right? Or two, you focus on getting these guys to play as awesome as possible. You force them the ball, get them a bunch of catches, get them a bunch of production because you're planning on trading them and you want to get their value as high as possible. Either way, we want these two players to be playing 
lights out football for the last four games, either to raise their value or holding out hope that this offense eventually clicks and it bleeds into the next season. Yeah, springboard in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that it's it's going to be more so for the kind of like value thing, like mm-hmm. up their value. I just I don't think that this regime is is that attached to any one of these and any of these players that weren't the ones that we mentioned. They extended earlier. Waller then when they didn't have to. I think they are attached again. Well, again, that was before the season. Now they're seeing how they can run without him. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, th- a thing about th- that's why um, Keyshawn Johnson said this, uh, a, lo- a reason why a lot of guys don't stay out when they're hurt is because they don't want uh, the, the teams getting used to them not being on the field. Yeah. And um, that's why guys play her. That's why they, uh, they come back before they should is they don't want to get used to the game game planning with someone else and in that their position. Uh, and now they have, now they've done that is, is his Waller's contract, like a crazy wacky. Oh my God. How the hell would you give him this kind of money contract? No, it's in line with what he should have been paid. So it's not like if he it's hits not the, the timing, right. With, with two, with two years left, they still, they buckled, like they got swindled and gave him that contract when they didn't need to. And I know you hate the Hunter Renfro contract for, you know, you think less of him for the amount of money he got. That was still also Dave Ziegler, right? So yeah. do these two, like, I, these guys are committed to them, right? Ziegler's like, how bad would it look at your job if you're like, all right, here's two giant contracts and we're going to get rid of them after a year. Like, that's not a good look. That's a terrible look. And these guys, like, you know, NFL GMs are the same as everybody else, right? What do you think of the most at your job? How do I keep my job? Right? How do I keep my job? That's the goal of everybody who has a job. What do I do to keep it? Hopefully, what you do is be really great at your job because no one's going to want to get rid of you. This Dave Z was an amazing GM. He's so great. He did these great contracts and a great draft and made great trades. We're going to keep them. But if you start stepping in shit, you start damage controlling a little bit. And I mean, giving Waller a contract when he didn't have to and extending Hunter Renfro in a contract you hate, I, I, I'm a little more optimistic about it, but I know you don't like it. It's just not needed, man. That's the thing. Is I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a bad contract. It's just not needed. You don't need to pay a guy that much when you have Devontae Adams. You just don't need it. I know you want to trade Hunter Renfro. Do you think Ziegler will or make an make an effort to? Mm, I don't. I, I again, I think they'll be open to listening. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to shop him. I don't think. That, I don't think they'll shop. Yeah, him. yeah. I think. I think everyone's open to listen, but not necessarily. If someone calls for Max Crosby, like they'll tell me, go fuck yourself. Yeah, but uh, or Devonta Adams like, no, nah, dude, we just fucking spent a first and second on this guy. Unless you give us a first and second, you know, at least we're not gonna get part ways with him because he's shown us that he's still that dude. Yeah. Um. But no, man, I, I, I don't, I don't go to work every day thinking how do I keep my job. I go to work every day thinking, first off, am I having fun? Am I having a good time doing what I'm doing? Secondly, is how do I do this job as best I can? Not necessarily because. I want to keep my job or I'm afraid of losing it, but it's because your boss watch this show. Is that why you're saying that? No, honestly, (laughs) look, man, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mr. Smith down at the factory is the best president I've ever had. I go there every day ready to work my fingers. Actually, actually my, uh, 
I was teasing my boss. Uh, he's the owner of the company. And um, he was a, a kicker in the NFL. He played for the oh, Buffalo shit. Bills. Yeah. He played for the Bills. He played for the Cowboys. Um, he was in a a, um, a kicker battle with the kicker from the Bills when they went to the Super Bowl. And it was like the wide right field goal. Mm-hmm. I, forgot what, I forgot what the kicker's name was. But um, Ray Finkel. No, no, I, I was I was teasing him like that from. Let's know in the yeah. comments. I, I said, you know, you you would have you would have probably won the Super Bowl for him instead of instead of like the kicker that they had, because uh, you would have been right. You wouldn't have been wide right. And uh, but now he doesn't listen to the show. He doesn't give a fuck about the Raiders. He always, he always talks shit whenever I wear my Raider shit. No. But uh, you know, it's it, it's just not needed. His contract wasn't needed. But honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know honestly if, if the play of of Renfro and uh, and Waller have are um, reflect poorly on Ziegler because they've been injured. It wasn't like you know they were out there and playing like shit. They were out there and they were contributing when given the the, the opportunity, but they were they've been hurt a majority of the year. Yeah. Well, again, well, you know, again, Waller had two seasons left. Ziegler got swindled. No matter how well he played, didn't have to do it. Well, yeah, you know, he then, got he got swindled because he got hurt. We, we've seen it with Chandler Jones. He's he, been up, he's been playing a lot better as of late. You know, I'm not saying he's he's lived up to his contract, but you know, no matter how Waller was, played, you didn't have to sign that contract. Like you didn't I understand have to that, do that, but contract. it doesn't look bad. It only looks it looks worse. It looks far worse this way because it he was hurt. Worse. It looked bad the second they did it. Even before, even when we had we were we were thinking Waller was not say bad. It was head scratching why they did it so soon. I didn't but, like it. But I mean, I didn't like it either. But I'm not going to sit here, sit here and say it made him look bad. I'm gonna, I, I'll say that it was a head scratcher. But it looks bad. It looks bad now because he got hurt. Well, we should get them both on Sunday. Raiders versus Pats. Patriots one point favorites. Raiders on a long week, right? Thursday night football. Patriots on kind of a short week, right? Because were they the Sunday night game or the Monday night game? I remember Monday night game. They're Monday, Monday night, night right? against uh, Arizona when um, fucking Kyler got hurt. So short week. God damn, I'm, I, hey, you know what? I'm glad Kyler got paid before he blew his knee out. Because at that size and his 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 playing style, he wouldn't have gotten near that money if he would have blown his ACL before he got his money. And uh, that's another team that we're not going to have to worry about because they're going to stuck in high-paid quarterback purgatory, which is always good for the other 31 teams. Um Flexed out of prime time. This is supposed to be the Sunday night game on Sunday. We got flexed. More just a regular Thursday. It's a weird. It's it's. It should be you're flexed when you're promoted to the good position, the prime time position. What should it called if you're demoted from it? You're flexed up. You're deflated. Deflated. <laughs> They've been deflated. Deflated. You're limp dicked down into regular Gen Pop, just normal afternoon game. One um, insurance card for a penis pump. With the name Austin D. Powers, was it an insurance card? It was a receipt. Yeah. It was no, a receipt. it was it was it was a it was, uh, a it was not an insurance card. It was a uh, uh, warranty it was card. It was a warranty card. He filled oh, out the warranty okay. card. One, One box entitled. That's definitely my bag. This is definitely my bag, baby. By Austin Powers. Uh, so the big story for this game is obviously Josh McDaniels. Going Wait, what, what was the name of the book? It was Penis Pumps and Me. I think it was Penis Pumps and Me. 
I thought that's, it was def- that's definitely my bag, baby. No, that was the last part. It was penis pumps and me. This is definitely my bag, baby. Okay. I think that's what it was. I have to watch it again. God damn it. Now I got to watch it. Uh, so the big story for this game is Josh McDaniels taking on Bill Belichick, right? Yep. Supposedly the offensive wonder child against the clear defensive wonder child. And God bless us having four extra days to prepare than Belichick. I mean, that is, that is so, that is so clutch. And there's been like the running story, right? Where Belichick disciples, none of them really succeed other than Vrabel. Vrabel is really the only one that's found any like sustained success as a head coach. That often makes me wonder, like, is Belichick, what he brings just irreplaceable? Like other people just can't do it. Or does he send guys off as damaged goods on purpose? Like he, like he, like he knows Vrabel's gone. He knows McDaniel's gone. He's like, all right, let me give you some really shitty advice. And you're going to just like worship the water I walk on. Cause I know I'm going to have to play you. Cause he has like an, he has an amazing record when he plays his own, uh, plays his former coaches. So, Just because someone is good is one thing doesn't mean they're good at all as- aspects of that. And what I mean by that is Bill Belichick's an amazing coach. He's a very good coach. Uh, he's a very good defensive coach. I think he's a very good CEO type person where he puts people in, in, in positions to succeed. But I don't know how much he stretched those coaches to have them develop other skills other than what he was asking of them to do. Like Romeo Cornell, you are just going to focus on the defense. You're going to do this. I'm going to help you implement the game plan, but ultimately it's your job to implement the game plan that we come up with together. So does he have his – he being Bill Belichick, does he have his fingers in everything? Yes. Pronouns, pal. Yes, he has everything. He has his fingers in everything, but he's he's focusing the coaches. Yes. He's focusing the coaches on what – specifically who wants them to do now does that help them be successful he compartmentalizes them well yeah he slots them in you do this you don't do anything else but just focus on this yes that makes them very good at what they do but again is that make it stretch them out and make them and that help help them develop other skills that will help them be a head coach later not necessarily yeah um but that's the difference between him and like that's why i think bill parcells was a better coach because he was able to not only slot coaches in the positions to succeed, but he's also was teaching them how to be better coaches as well. Maybe that's like part of the evil genius of Belichick. He's like, I'll teach you just to be good in my system and nothing. I'll tell you everything you need to be good under me. But once you're he's like leash, a pimp. Yeah. Listen, Pimp, you got you listen, ho, you gotta listen to what a pimp says. Everything everything this pimp tells you, he tells you you make money, right? You bring it home to you bring it home to daddy, right? So if you would just listen to what I'm saying. If I if if you listen fast, I don't have to slow down, bitch. What movie is that from? <laughs> what movie is that from? That's a good <laughs> one. Uh, so again, we're still you know being as optimistic as possible. Maybe Thursday was a trap game. Looking ahead to Sunday, and McDaniel's has a great game plan for Belichick because you know Belichick wants to beat McDaniel's. Because remember, McDaniel's beat Belichick as a when he's the Broncos head coach back when like before the wheels <laughs> fell off, right? Um. So let's start with Belichick's defense because that's the sole reason they're in playoff contention because the defense is playing fantastic. Their passing defense is only giving up an 80.5 QBR at sixth in the NFL. And they're giving up a completion percentage of 60%. That's second best in the NFL. Uh, 
Run D is solid, but not quite as good. So this they're, should they're be okay. another. They're okay, run defense. They're okay. They're solid. They're solid. This should be another feed the ever-living shit out of Josh Jacobs day. But you know that's 100% what Belichick is planning, right? Take away Josh Jacobs, right? That's like, that's, yeah. that's clearly what Belichick is doing. That's what he does. What's their best weapon? They're Josh Jacobs. That's what the game plan is. Here's the, here's the issue. Well, first off, let's start with the strengths of uh, of of uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Bill Belichick has this for as fat and dumpy and unathletic as he is. He is like the fucking Greek god of coaching secondaries. Mm-hmm. He his secondary is always top notch, and it just so happens that he's playing in a passing league. So if the strength of your defensive coach is what stops where the league is going, which is passing. That's why you have a really good defense. So he goes out and gets Judon, a couple of guys to rush the passers to put pressure, right? His linebackers, they're not anything special. They're, they fly to the ball, they swarm, but they're able to have that because they have pass rushing, pass rushing pressure, and they also have an excellent secondary. No matter who's yeah. been on the secondary, no names, uh, uh, J.C. Jackson was a fucking undrafted free agent. He made him into a fucking multi-billionaire, right? So that's that Belichick's bag is is the fucking secondary. Okay, so he's all, bag, baby. He's always going to have a really good secondary, a really good coverage. It's going to be hard to push the ball through the air. So he's going to want to take away the run first. So I can see them t- implementing a similar game plan to what the Saints did. I think that uh, I think that. Uh, Josh McDaniels knows that. And we talked about Josh McDaniels having an extra day to game plan or an extra couple days to game plan for Belichick. Four days. Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Belichick's had 15 years to game plan for Josh McDaniels, dude. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that uh if I was Josh McDaniels and that's what that's what the defense is doing, is is just we're gonna line up a person in every single gap. If it's a run play, we're gonna shoot our gap. If it's a pass play, we're just gonna drop back and you don't know who's rushing, and you don't know who is. That's what the Saints did to us. And we have the guys in the back end to be able to cover one-on-one. If that's what they do, I said, okay, cool. Josh Jacobs, thanks a lot. You're either going to fucking block blitzes or you're going to go out and pass protection because I'm going to get five wide and I'm just going to fling the ball around the field because that's the only chance I have is put the ball up in the air to Waller and Adams and Renfro and Hollins and just throw the ball, try to throw some screens and and, – that's the only chance we're going to have. If Bill Belichick wants to stop you from running the football, he can stop you from running the football. Now the question is that right guard position, and uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. We forgot, right? our our bad offensive line got worse. Keeping, keeping our average offensive right. line got worse. And, and this is the test, right? Because the O line has been playing better and better and better and better, but it's been also against some really bad defensive fronts, right? Like they they've played great against some trash defensive fronts. Um, they played good against the Broncos. The Broncos, they did. Broncos, they played well. But, you know, like Rams and like this this win streak and this like, they're like, oh, yeah, since like week nine, they're like, you they know. Had Joseph yeah, they, 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 they had Joseph Day still. They still had but some this guys. Is, but this is the test. This right? is like, a fucking, Not yeah. this, right? And this, like, this is, well, this is the test. The Niners. This is the, this is the midterm yeah. and then the final is going to be against the Niners. That's fine. Right? Like, this is a, this, if they can keep this going against Bill Belichick and the Pats. They can stay a cons- uh, a solid, above average, consistent offensive line. Then we have some serious hope. We have got some. Then this line has made 
amazing strides if they can hold their own against the Pats on Sunday. It's big test. Yeah, if we can put move the ball on the ground, it's not always going to help our, our our pass game. Um, like we, like we talked about with Herbert, mm-hmm. the reason why he's so special, he's putting up the numbers he's putting up with no run game. Everyone knows what he's doing, and he's still able to do it. Um, normally, and I'm not saying Carr is like a you know a unique little snowflake where he needs a run game. Like most every quarterback out there needs some kind of run game to be successful. So if we can't run the ball, it's going to be tough. Uh, now to Pat's offense, Raiders defense. You think Mac Jones and Matt Patricia have made up yet? Or do you think they're still at each other's throats yelling at each other? Well, Mac Jones fell in line this last week. Yeah. He, he was very buttoned up. Mr. Fucking corporate Charlie. Yes, sir. No, sir. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, we, we got to play complimentary football and, uh, we just want to win and, uh, blah, 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 this and that. He's Look, saying the right things in the presser. I want to know what goes on that sideline though. Yeah. Listen, bro. You ain't that good. Like, chill. We got fucking Zappy over here that was flinging the ball around the yard. So just, just relax. Um, Bel- Belichick, like I, like I said, if Belichick wants to stop you from running, you're not going to run the ball. Belichick is not going to stop running the football, especially yeah. the way this team is constructed. Ramondre uh, uh, Stevenson got hurt. I don't know if he's going to be back, uh, but they have like fucking four guys that can run the ball for him. Uh, and I, and I, I really wonder what Belichick's off it, uh, like plan is going to be because he knows we're down multiple linebackers. Tight end shred us anyway. And also, but we also have the worst passing defense in football. <laughs> like 103.4 rating last, last in completion percentage. We made Tutu Atwell look like a fucking NFL <laughs> wide receiver, bro. Tutu Atwell. It's going to come down to our defensive line. It's going to come down to our defensive line. Yeah, if, if we, we can, can get pressure can, on Max, sweet. We can we get can, pre- like, fucked. And that's basically how our, our passing defense has been all season. We get pressure, we can kind of hang. No pressure, Mac Jones is going to look like fucking Steve Young. Like so a- if we don't score, if we don't score twenty-seven points, we're not going to win this game. We have to score at least twenty-seven points. You think Mac Jones will get Mac Jones will get four touchdowns. Or I think the I think the down. offense will running yeah. running and wise and you know they have. You know Hunter Henry, and uh, you know again, again their secondary doesn't. I mean, their receivers don't matter when you, when you're as bad as our secondary. You're going to be able to complete passes on us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we need 27 to win. And and this this defense, they score touchdowns. They don't give up touchdowns. The the one hope is this Mac Jones. Like you look at his numbers, you're like ah oh, yeah, it's okay, whatever. But it's all like real quick passes, right? It's just like just this is your designated spot. Let's just go. Right, real quick passes. Mm-hmm. If these DBs can keep everything in front of them, Patrick Graham can do like kind of what we've talked about, like gamble a little bit. Like instead of just like I played totally safe, it's like let's slightly risk a deep ball every now and then and maybe get a pick or get those tackles behind the line of scrimmage. This is the this is the passing offense to do that against. They're just not good enough, dude. They're not good enough to to, to execute. They're, they're not good not enough to do enough. either. So it's like pick one. They they're not good enough. I mean, they're not, they're yeah. not good enough to defend deep. They're not good enough to be aggressive. So it's it's pick yeah, one. You <laughs> have an identity. You notice I didn't say anything after that. I said you're just not good enough. Like they're just not good enough. It's just the way it is. Ready to do some what up winbacks? Yes, indeedy. Andrew Event Star. This was uh, a comment on our post game show. Don't skip anything important for a Raiders game. <laughs> I did last night again and paid for it. What a joke. Uh, prime time, right? Thursday night game. What we were saying, it was a, it was appointment viewing, Raider games. Now is it is it appointment viewing still for everybody? 
Maybe not. I, I, like I said earlier, I'm not going to tell people what to do with their time, but if something important pops up, yeah, I, I, I would advise to not or caution you against watching this, this team play the rest of this season with any type of emotional attachment to the to Tell the your aunt you four. can't go to that wedding because you have to watch Raiders. Oh, there's a wedding? Yeah, you should definitely go to the wedding. What's okay? What what are the what are the things you 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 can no longer skip or can skip to watch Raiders versus Pats? Birthday parties. Next? Birthday parties. No, nah, you can go to a birthday party. You can go like if your buddy's having like, hey man, I'm having people over or I'm, we're meeting down at the bar or whatever. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm down. I can go. Okay. Uh, if the game's on in the background and you're watching, you're not, you know, you're more invested in your friends than the game. Work party? No. Don't go or go? Don't go. Don't go to the work party. Watch the game. No, no that's, that's, not, that's not good enough. Okay. I already see those motherfuckers enough. Quinceanera? Yes. Go to the quinceanera. Oh, yeah. I never hey, look, to one. I'm going to one on, uh, on Saturday. So, look. Here's a quinceanera. If you go to a quinceanera and and they're serving food in a in a on a styrofoam plate with the little compartments, you know that food's gonna be Mwah. yeah. I'm no joke. Excited. No joke. I think you went to my fourth pro fight in El Monte. I think you went. It was we had the Halloween party right after. Oh yeah. And, and no joke. So I was a professional MMA fighter, but by that I mean I fought in like Indian casinos around. South I went Canada. to a lot of your fights. I only think I think I only missed a couple of them. You'd remember this one because it was right before it was right before Halloween, and uh, I go to this like it's a Thursday night. Have you ever heard of a Thursday night mixed martial arts fight? I think it was the only one. They have Thursday bingo on Fridays, bro. They're not going to move that bingo night. And we go yeah. in there, and I walk into the venue, and there's a pinata hanging from the ceiling, and a mechanical bull in the corner. And I'm I like, I remember that. Hell yeah! What a cool like in between fights, right? Jump on the mechanical party. bowl, make it a party. It was at like kind of like a bar event venue type of thing. Yeah, like, it was oh, a ballroom, awesome. a ballroom event, event yeah. thing. Yeah. Lo and behold, it wasn't for us. They had set up for the quinceanera that was gonna happen after the fights. So they're really like, let's get these cage fights out of the way because this 16-year-old is gonna become a woman. Bro, <laughs> that's a fucking sick ass freaking uh opener. That's the opener for your quinceanera. Right? Those are the fights I fought in. That was me. Nice. Uh, hey, what, 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 what city was that in where Makako fought uh, Malapet? Vernon. Belfort Vernon. No, it was Vernon. It was Vernon. Yeah, it was off the 60. Yeah. Dude. I remember that was like in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm going to get stabbed out here. I've cornered Chris in two separate fights in two separate venues where we warmed oh, up in a horse stable. Bullring. Yeah, the one in, uh, one in Pico Rivera. Yep. And then, and then the, and one, the one at the racetrack. Uh, racetrack. Yeah. 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 We're literally dodging horse shit as I'm trying to like hold mitts for my teammate and get him ready to go fight. Oh, God. That's fucking hilarious. He won both those fights. Maybe that was a secret. Chris is a good fighter, man. Leviathan. Leviathan? Leviathan? It sounds like a Leviathan. Come on. Leviathan. Come on, man. I This was uh, in response to Derek, the video of Derek Carr crying at the podium four weeks ago. I do not understand why people cry in sports. It's only a game and you're still being paid. Get over yourself. First off, the Raiders are now three and one after Derek Carr cried. Still batting 750. Second of all, like, I'm, I'm not a crier. Not because it's like a manly thing and I, and I try to stop it. 
the opposite. Like I sit in my backyard drinking whiskey with my dog, listening to sad country songs to like feel feelings, like try to get a tear going, right? It's just not how I'm wired, right? But if you can't embrace something with so much passion that if it implodes and you don't want to cry, you're dead inside. Like I feel bad for you. If there's nothing in your life that you commit that much to and when it's not going that well, we can we can argue about Derek Carr all day long. Even his biggest critics aren't going to say he doesn't have a work ethic. No, he right? cares. Yeah, he, he cares. definitely does. Right. He fucking cares and he works hard, right? That everyone can agree on. And when it just doesn't work and you think you know why, but you don't know why, and it's and you blame yourself and you want to blame others, but you want to be a leader and you can't, or any any walk of life. If you're at the high, if you're an NFL quarterback, right? You are a world class athlete, millions of dollars. I all 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 eyes on you. Mm. Hundreds of thousands of Raider fans living and dying by your every pass. And if it doesn't go well, and you don't want to tear up a little bit, there's something wrong with you, not with the yeah. Man. When you're playing this game, you have to invest so much, and you have to put so much on the line. There's no other professional sport where you can go out there and they're like, "Listen, man, we're gonna sign you for this contract, but." We're not really going to give you all this money because you never know, right? That's how crazy this this sport is. You put so much into it, and um, when things don't go your way, and it's been go- not going your way for a long time, maybe because of your teammates are letting you down, maybe because you feel like you can't do what you think you need to do for the team to be successful. It doesn't matter why, but things haven't been going your way. And you've been pushing and you put push so much of your time and your effort. You put your body on the line. Like he was saying, what these guys do just to practice, just to, yeah. just to, you know, you put a lot on the line. I mean, you've been there, you know, you, you lose a fight and you put so much in that fight. There's like that dump of, of emotion afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it's, and Derek Carr's got a quinceanera to go to after to feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Poor guy. Hey, I did take you to freaking Naples Rip Company for your birthday after a freaking Skywalker fucking beat the holy tar out of you when he was like 50 pounds heavier than you i was trying to beef up <laughs> as big as the other lightweights god damn he was huge at that fight what, what did what did what did mccarthy say he's like way too big way too big i forgot how much he missed weight by he missed dude, weight by like pounds. 12 pounds dude he missed weight by 12 pounds. He he weighed it at 67. You was 55. No, 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 no. He missed it was like, it was like four. No, it was more than that. Motherfucker, I'm going to pull it up. No way he was 12 pounds. You're insane. Uh, last one, Kyle Taducci. And we, we answer this question almost every time, but it's it's a different answer every time, but it's the same answer every time, if that makes sense. Kyle says, McDaniels is tanking. They lost to the Rams. Is it because everyone sucks? Is it because McDaniel sucks? Was it a trap game? Is Baker Mayfield just his mom said all those prayers that he needed the night before? Who the hell knows? If you think for one second that McDaniels is like, I'm going to lose this game on purpose, you haven't been watching Raiders football this season. Like, do you think Webb just is like, like he wasn't trying to cover that last touchdown pass? Do you think Carr meant to throw those interceptions? Do you think like Max Crosby like wanted to be held every time he rushed the pat rushed the passer? Like, think about what you're saying. No tank. Yeah, like, look, first off, I don't think so, 
but I understand if you think that way. I don't. Greg Williams was fired. So this this was before the very first episode of the Autumn Windbacks, right? The the game that we started. What was what? The game after the New York Jets game. That was the first episode, right? The the Jets game was our very first post game show. No, we didn't. We didn't do post game. We did a, a show after that, like on on Wednesday after that game. We didn't do a post game show, and we were like, "Dude, we should have started this day because look at the game, right?" But no, what? So in that game, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Jets played press man, single high safety with no help on Henry Ruggs at the fifty. And got beat, and because of that decision, he got fired. Patrick Graham did that on the 17-yard line. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like exponentially worse, exponentially dumber when you're that close. And I can see, how, because of that, I can see how you can say that maybe they're tanking. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen, like some of the penalties, like, Cleland Farrell jumping off sides on the punt. Uh, Max Crosby jumping off sides on third down. Uh, Tillery knocking the ball. I mean, there's stupid shit that happened before in the game. So, I mean, I don't think so. But, like, if you're, like, in the position, like, look, I'm not saying we're trying to lose this game, but we're in the position now. Go ahead and play press man see what happens. <laughs> you know, even though we, we win the game, is you know – I don't know. Man. I, I can understand why. He's th- I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can understand why he thinks that way. When we start selling swag, Soto, the first thing we're gonna do is make a, a autumn windbags tinfoil hat that you can put on. Like it'll be like a nice tinfoil hat with like our logo, and we'll make it be able to like sit on your headset. You know? Oh god! So like when terrible. you start saying shit like this, you can like put it on and do it with like kind of a smirk on your face and a half grin. I'm not saying that they are tanking. I'm saying because of those reasons, I can understand why you would think that way. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see if they give us reasons to look like we're tanking on Sunday when we play the Pats post-game show right after, and it'll be at a decent hour because we got deflated, not flexed, deflated out of the Sunday night game. Um, And then other updates throughout the week. uh, Waller and Hunter, it looks like they are playing most likely, but we'll get confirmation of that later through the week. And of course, all your Raiders news and everything else you can find right here. But until then, knock on wood if you're with me.